Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, 
You're live on Gina's Groove Theory, broadcasting live here in Long Beach, bringing you community news and resourceful information that relate to all social issues. The past uh, few shows um, that I've, well, past few days I haven't been on air. I kind of took a little hiatus. I had to take a little time to uh, regroup and get everything together so I can bring you a refreshed Gina for Gina's Groove Theory. Broadcasting here live, like I said, here in Long Beach. It is Monday, August 13th, 2012. It is now 10.04, and as most of you guys know who are out here with me all the time, I always give up props, and I give up my first love to the man who makes everything possible. Without him, I wouldn't be here, and without you guys, I wouldn't be remaining. So with that, I'm going to send out much thanks and love to you guys, as well as the man upstairs. So I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge him, as I always do. Much love, Big G. Monday night, August 13th. Much love out there to my brother, Bishop Brett, who is having a birthday in a couple of days. Much love to you. Hope you get out here. Hope you can share in the, in the conversation as well. I'd like to uh, take this this time also to welcome all of you guys out there. This is what um, this show is going to be. It's a follow-up to the show July 31st because of much, uh, much uh, appreciation and much uh uh, I can't even speak on how how many people uh, it, it touched. Uh, right now, as of uh, today, well, as of uh, earlier today, I was fourteen hundred archive and counting. That is a successful show out of all shows I've ever done, and uh, I know it must have touched some of you guys. And I had a lot more on the subject um, that I was going to bring to you that I've learned uh, some of my study skills things, and maybe we can. Uh, uh, touch on, you know, maybe we can have some people out there. Apparently, everybody liked the show. Uh, maybe it's because they have someone in their family who has dealt with domestic violence, uh, with the uh, uh, the the uh, brutal beating, rape, and murder of um, a family member, Sybil. Um, we, I had this show, and uh, in her memory, uh, um, tonight I'm going to reflect on the kind of person that I know she was, and uh, I'm going to speak on a little bit more on the personal level about the kind of person she was because sometimes you know when you think of uh when you think of a, how you behave and how you present yourself around people uh sometimes you can give that uh persona that you know you're you know easy to get next to or easy to hurt and and sometimes we do that so i mean me being a stickler with being around certain surroundings i have been in situations too where you know it could have turned out bad for me so with that, we're going to try to touch on some things. Uh, the guys out there that night, it was such a successful show. Like I said, 1,400 and counting people. Uh, that was one of the most successful shows I've done. 
And it was the six brothers who were out there with me who lended their ears and their expertise and their experience to make it to where it was that night. And uh, I, I much love and respect to them, too, because they told a different side of what domestic violence and their side of it, how how it happened to them. And that takes a lot of guts, you know, it takes a lot of guts as well. I was going to touch on some brothers, too, who have also, too, because the subject did come out that, you know, there's a lot of males out there that are being domestic uh, domestic violence against as well. It's not that it's not that it's not that rampant as much as it is on the vice versa. But there are situations where there are men, and my son so happened to uh, on a episode a couple of months ago uh, admitted his uh, his situation with domestic violence being happening to him. So we want to kind of bring out people out of the dark, out of the closet, and also to let people know that if you're going through domestic violence or you're in a, a turbulent relationship like that, you know, uh, sometimes it just doesn't get any better, and sometimes it can lead to, you know, your your life being taken. And so with that, the seriousness of young girls dating young guys and going to high school with them and uh, being beaten and being uh, abused, we need to address that because it's one thing to be a grown woman and um, you know be receiving uh, uh, beatings, but and, you know our young young girls out here, you know, are we paying attention to the guys that they're dating or the guys that they're around? Because it's been a lot of young women being killed by their boyfriends and their boyfriends and the new boyfriends, and it's a lot of it going on. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna try to touch on that tonight. Um, I'm going to go ahead and send a shout-out, uh, check in with a few people, see what's going on, see who I have out here who's going to represent and give their side of their story as well. And I will be back two and two. So I'm um, going to play something that, uh, you know, by a, a lady who's been through a lot, pretty much. And she's she's a power. She's been through abuse as well. So she overcame everything. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, send out a shout-out there for Mary J. Here she is.
Hello, you're back with Gina from Gina's Groove Theory. KXRW's Your Community Connection Internet Radio Station presents Gina's Groove Theory. Tonight, we're uh, on the theory, we're going to be revisiting Women in Violence, A Deadly Cocktail Part 2. Actually, um, because of the first and the over overpouring of people who were so, uh, I guess, moved by that, that show, um, I decided to uh, get a little bit deeper with it after speaking to my brother and, uh, you know, uh, realizing that it's a very serious uh, issue. And there also, too, be, being a um, victim of domestic violence as well and uh, surviving, um, you know, all of the elements that Sybil didn't, um, that's kind of uh, it's kind of something that I figure uh, I survived it simply because of sometimes it was just the awareness of being aware of my surroundings, uh, it's an intuition kind of thing. Uh, sometimes we get a we get a something that says a red signal, and then we don't listen to it. And I think that's a lot of times when we run into situations where, you know, we end up the loser, and being the loser could be your life. And uh, uh, sometimes we think we can handle things too. And I was talking. I've been talking to a lot of male counterparts about this. Uh, subject and a lot of sentiment that I get is that uh, women apparently like it. Uh, they love it. So I, I had to pull out some of the archives of Gina's, Gina's uh, school, uh, actually Human Services 260, Domestic Violence. I had to pull out some of those, uh, some of my uh, homework and some of my uh, uh, papers and some of my, some of the things I wrote about it, some of the myths that I know uh I had to dig deep into some piles of stuff to go ahead and pull out some things to you so I can make it better clearly. It's one thing to touch on things from a a personal perspective or what your life or a life experience, but then also, too, to, uh, you know, enlighten people because I guess in that last show maybe maybe it didn't get out that uh, women don't like domestic violence. Women, it's not... Uh, just as just as I wrote it, uh, I don't know most of you guys who check me out on Facebook. I send it out today as well as my text. Um, it's more so uh, this. I'm I'm going to be addressing the myths, urban legends surrounding domestic violence. Um, just share my share my story about uh, Sybil and uh, what kind of person she was, uh, which kind of kind of shine a light that when I found out that it was someone who passed away. Uh, and when I knew what part of the family she was, it was instantaneous that I knew it was her. Um, I can't explain to you how how I knew it, but I knew it. It, it was kind of a situation where uh, I wasn't really surprised, but yet the same. She didn't deserve to uh, die like that. And uh, like I said, after talking to several men counterparts and uh, hearing some of them say, you know, well, you know, they love it or, you know, that uh, it's some type of sick fantasy that some women have. Now, let's let's keep it real. There are, you know, uh, people out there who, and that's vice versa, man and woman, who, you know, like to role play. Role play and they like to be rough. You know, there's, there's, there's a group, there's a fetish. Now, when we talk about fetishes, fetishes are a deep down secret kind of 
desires that one may have of some type of sexual nature, uh, which entails something that may be to other people not normal. Uh, that's a different thing from uh, wanting to be beat up, you know, which I, I have someone like I, I got a guest who's in house who uh, decided to come on in-house, and I, I do believe he was one of the brothers who was out there that night with me, and he spoke on his experience with domestic violence. He has something to say uh, as far as, uh, I guess, that, right? Okay, all right, hold on. Here, Here's Brian Holmes. Well, you know I'm from Connecticut, Bridgeport, representing here. What's up to the port, all the people that's in it, you know, uh, back there on the East Coast, uh, handling that muggy weather to all my friends, family, and loved ones. Y'all know what, who you are, what's up, and that, this, that, and the third, right? But here's my question to you. Now, you speak on fetishes. What's the difference between a fetish and a fantasy? Okay, because some people have fantasies of getting beat up on. You talked about fetishes of being beat up on. So what's the difference between a fetish and a fantasy? Okay, a fetish a fetish is is something that the person desires. A fantasy is something that the person may dream about. So that means to me then a fantasy it could be a one shot deal when a fetish is ongoing, they're gonna continue to do that. Uh, okay, well, fantasies, you can have dreams. See, fantasy is just like when you when you look at it, look at it in the aspect of Tinkerbell and Peter Pan and fairy dust. Fantasy is something that you may dream about. Something, most fantasies, when people have most fantasies, they don't never act on them. You understand that? Yes. They don't act on those fantasies. But when you have a fetish, fetish is a deep down, deep down inside, secret taste for something that is taboo, uh, that is not normal to what society would say. Like, you know, uh, you don't want an example. I, I could give you an example. Like foot fetish. You know, you have the person who has the foot fetish, and he likes to lick on toes and boots and crawl around like slaves. You have slaves. You have, you have, you know, men who like big large women, you know, humongous women. That's the fantasy. They act on it. No, that's the fetish. The fantasy. Hey, but yo, I think that people act out on their fantasies as well, you know, but the deal with a fantasy is it may not be ongoing. A fantasy may be like I was saying earlier, a one shot deal. You know, I always wanted to have sex in the laundry room. You might do it once. But if you have a fetish for, you know, I need to smell snuggles every time I have sex, then you're going to be having sex in the laundry room all the time. Well, okay, in that sense, in that sense, okay. You have the you have the uh people who like food. I mean, you see this kind of shit. See, fetishes are are are, are things that you see on Jerry Springer back in the day. I haven't seen it in years. I, I don't have time to rent space in my head for that kind of shit. But cases I remember back in the day, 
And he had those, you know, the people who want to eat food off of them, and they wanted to, you know, all of those kinds of things are what you consider to be fetishes because they act on it. That's the difference between when you draw the line between what's level one, level two, and level three sex offenders. See, that's how they separate it. They separate it in terms of how deep and thorough it goes. See, because you can get caught. You can get the caught. You can be in the bathroom taking off your clothes, showing your, your wares, and that's called lewd and mischievous. But then it's the level of what you did that makes it serious or not. When you say fantasy, fantasy is something you may dream about. You know, most most people who have fantasies, they only fantasize. It's a daydream kind of thing. They dream, daydream. And fantasies are also daydreams. But when you get down to fetishes, fetishes means, you know, that's a strong desire, a yearn to do whatever it is to satisfy that that taste. Okay, since you um, defined it that way and you used that word fetish when it came down to domestic violence, you know, and women dealing with domestic violence and how it's misunderstood that they're really enjoying it sometimes or maybe it's a fetish of theirs, you know what I'm saying? If it's a fetish of theirs... What do you do about that? I mean, that's something that they want and enjoy. Well, okay, if if, if a woman wants, and I think there's been several cases of it where people met each other online, and they had conversations. And I think there is there's a case of it where there was a man and a woman who were talking about, and they were fantasizing and talking about their fetishes about how he wanted to kill her, and she went to his to where he lived, and he killed her. Yes, there is. But see that that see that's how serious you could say with a fetish. If you're on the line talking to a guy for miles and he says that he wants to kill somebody and you're like, well, I'd like to know how it feels to be choked out. You know, uh, you choke me until, you know, just before I die. You know, some, you know, because there's some people who like that. There are men that go across the, the, the border because, in God forbid, they have that market of people where they will give you these children for you to choke them out. I can't tell you what it is that makes a man think like that, but that's choking a person out. But just like you know about David Carradine, how did he die? He died hanging himself. See, it's it's the, he had a fetish, and his fetish well didn't work out too good for him in the end because I mean you'd want to experience your fetish and then be able to have another fetish the next day, but you don't want to just hang die like that. But apparently, that's something he acted on. That was something he he he. He 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 thirsted that much where he died like that. So that's that's the difference between the two. Now when you're talking about fantasies, you know everybody fantasizes. I'm sure you know everybody daydreams. Everybody has pixie dust and all the extra. That's a more so of a Peter Pan, Tinkerbell kind of thing. But when you cross the line of getting actively involved in that, and I don't think I don't really think that lady really thought that that man was going to kill her for her to go out there, but. If the man tells you that I'd like to kill somebody or I'd like to choke you out, and then you go to go visit him, well, you get choked out. You will come on. You guys, look it up. Look it up. There's been cases where people meet online and, and they go to the guy and or the guy meets them or whatever and they kill him. So, you know, with that being said, 
do can fantasies turn into fetishes? Because you know, listening to what you just said, you know, it sounds like <clears throat> if you have a fantasy about something and you do it more than once, it becomes a fetish. Uh, no, no, fantasies are fantasies. In my in my case, if there's anybody out there who can give me some enlightenment on that, fantasies are fantasies. They're daydreams. They're dreams. They're but dreams, whatever the hell you want to call them. But fetishes are. And you have to quench the fetish thirst. <laughs> Take it from me. <laughs> I see. But check this though. I just want to know for real though. Don't some fantasies get fulfilled? And for people, I mean, you can have a fantasy and just fulfill it and never do it again. As if when you have a fetish, you continue to do it. Once the action is done, it, it, it no, it's no longer a fantasy. Do you understand? A fantasy is a, is a mirage. It's it's a it's a vision. It's not the actual thing. Once the fantasy becomes real and you do it, it's no longer a fantasy. All right, so once the fantasy becomes real, you do it. Then you don't fantasize about it anymore. Totally depends on the person, but I can guarantee you, not too many women know. If they're dealing with a man who likes to choke you out, or whatever the case may be, not too many women really seriously probably would think that that fool is going to choke her out. I mean, come on, it's one thing, hold, grab my neck. You know, I know people that like that. No, no, no names. Hold on. Yeah, that's cool. But then you know, when y'all playing like that, or y'all in in role like that, there has to be an understanding between the two people. Hey, baby, you know, I like to get choked up, but I would need you to bring me to this level. And then whatever that level is, that need to be you know communicated between the two. The role play is totally different from what this whole topic is. This topic is about domestic violence. When it comes to sexual deviancy, it's totally different. This is about domestic violence. Now, domestic violence, that ain't a role play. That ain't a, go. you know, I put on the heels and shit, you beat me up. (laughs) You stumped me out. That's not, that's not, this is about domestic violence. Now, do, now, but then the reason I brought this subject up was because you know, because of a male saying to me, "Well, she likes it. They like it. They like to get beat up." And that right there, I'm I'm gonna go uh, go along with some myths. You think that that's crazy? But I have a list of myths that I personally personally researched and found uh, right here. And I'm gonna let the people know what domestic violence is, so that they'll be able to understand what it is. Because I guess some some people might be twisting it up with some type of crazy. Women love to get beat up. Yeah, well, you know, that could be easily misunderstood if you not wasn't brought up or um, raised to understand it that way. For instance, rape in a neighborhood, in the hood. Okay, you know how in the hood, you know, you might meet some ladies and you get into uh, um altercation where y'all together and y'all having a good time and it, Thing, one thing may lead to another, and it may get aggressive, right? So at what point do that become rape? 
you know, I got a call out there. Let me go ahead and uh, touch in, find out what time it is, check in with the time. It is now 1031. This is KXRW Genus Groove Theory, your community connection internet radio station being brought to brought to you here in Long Beach, California. Much love to everybody. Let's go ahead and touch this caller, see who it is, because they have something to say. So let's hear what it is. Hello. Hello, you're live with Gina on Gina's Groove Theory. Uh, hello? Hello? Hello, hi, you're live on Gina's Groove Theory. Hi, Gina, how are you? I'm blessed and impressed. What's going on? Hi. Good. I, uh, was, actually, I didn't know I was going to get to talk to you right now. Um, I was listening to you talking to the guy from down south. Is he still listening? Well, actually, he's not from down south. He's from back east. Yeah, he's sitting right here. He's in-house. He's in the house? Yeah, he's in-house. He's one of the in-house guests, yeah. So he's what right that? here. That means he's here. And he's sitting right here. He can everything you, you you got to say. Very interesting conversation. I like well, what, some of your answers. Okay. What was that? I liked some of your answers. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm just only shooting what what I do know. I'd like to welcome you and thank you for show, for your 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 presence. It's greatly appreciated. Um, as you know, you've been I guess you've been out here and you've been listening to the conversation. And uh, yeah, you know there are all kinds of myths. I had this show on July 31st, and the show went really big. And it's like for as of earlier today, 1,400 archive listens. And so that I know that it's something that apparently touched a lot of people. And because of the six young men that were on the show that night, him being one, um, they brought different perspectives of domestic violence out. And it was greatly appreciated. Uh, there was my one well, friend. Well, domestic who, violence is not choking somebody out at their request. Domestic exactly. violence is choking somebody out that don't want to be choked at. Hello. Hello. Right. But 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 there's some men who think that you know I've talked to a couple of guys who feel that women like it. They like when they get beat up. They it's something that they want. This is what I'm hearing really? out here on the show. Yeah, hell yeah, something that they want. I was I wasn't aware. Hold on. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I think there's a a lot of confusion out there as far as relationships, you know, and. Uh, what level, what threshold are you at? You know, what what do you see normally? If you see somebody that's argumentative all the time, that's beating up on the spouse or a significant other all the time, and it's rampant throughout the neighborhood, and your neighborhood is rough, you think that's normal. You think it's normal. So you start no. doing that. You know what I'm saying? So where do you break the cycle on that? You know, how do you change the difference? That's what I'm talking about. Like, hey, hey, right, we in a group. We have we in, uh, you know, it's a group of us. It's three girls. It's three guys. We sitting here. We having a party. Everybody having a good time. I take one girl to the back room. We She seemed to be into it. And then, boom, when do it become rape? Because the way I was raised, Apparently, the way you were raised was that okay. So okay, so we're getting we're getting into the old date rape kind of thing, right? So so a girl is you know okay. So 
A girl's at a party with a whole bunch of guys. She goes in the back room with some guy. All right. Well, if a girl, I I think it becomes rape when the girl says no. When the girl says stop, I think when the girl says I don't want to do this, that means that's rape. If you go past I don't want to do this, that's rape. I mean, because you know, some of us women will say no, no. Now, see if you don't listen to no or you ain't hearing no, then you take it further than that. Then it is rape. Yeah, it is rape because you know what no means. I don't give a damn if your ass was brought up in the jungle. With the Jungle Book boy, you know, no, no. Are you asking me yeah. a question? No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm saying, I'm saying. He asks, how far? When do you take it as rape? When the girl says no, when she says, I don't like this, I don't want this. That is when it becomes rape. When you go further than that. I agree. Yeah. Okay, Gina. I feel you, but don't some people need to say no with a knee to the nuts? Say what? <laughs> In other words, when you say no, you got to mean it. Oh, wait. Oh, are you, are you talking, are you talking wow. that no? That, okay. Would you like to go ahead and comment on this, caller? Go ahead. You take it from here. I, I think you had something to say. I'm going to let you speak on it. Me? Yeah. Oh, you, oh I thought you wanted the floor. So you going to let me take it? Cause no, I'll no, no. I thought Ray was talking. Uh, Brian? But no, but yeah, Brian, he said he's saying in other words. So. In other words, the the whole the girl looks she's her mouth is saying no, her eyes are saying yes, kind of. Is that what you're saying? You, and you know what? I must say this to the ladies out there too. Uh, we have to be really stern and straight about what we are with these guys, honey. Let's keep it 100. You know, all the playing and tiddlywinks and carrying out. You know what? You know what? These guys out here, some of these, are, and he's making a good point right now. What he's saying. No, 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 no. I wasn't arguing. I didn't. No, no, know not you. No, um, I, no, I'm talking to I'm talking to the audience out there, to the ladies right. out there. Yes, we do tend to give that impression. He's yes, just bringing is. out the point. That we are, we're we're available and we're you know take me kind of thing, right? Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, at what point is no mean really no? You know what I'm saying? Because you don't hurt to be, especially if you had intimacy with that person before. You know now things change. No, because no, y'all got this connection, y'all got this feeling, y'all got this. Go ahead, sir. What feeling? What feeling? You know how when you uh, connect with somebody after a while, you 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 know you get to know them, you have feelings for them. You know whether it be grand or minute, you you know you develop some type of feeling for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but just so I guess. Hey, you know if especially if y'all been together for a while and now. Things have changed. She's changed her mind. She don't want to have sex with you no more as much or whatever. And she's saying no now. Mm. Then it's no. Still no, nigga. No. No, no, I mean, the bottom line is, if you don't want to, fine, right? I mean, you know, everybody okay. depends how you're raised. It's called respect, you know? Depends how you were raised. And so you're saying that in some cases some men, I mean, because what he's saying, some cases some men weren't properly raised, and so they don't know any better, so they can just... They were born and maybe had weird relationships, like an adult, you know, 
doing something to them all. You know what I'm talking about. They had an unhealthy yeah. sexual childhood. Oh, yeah, okay. That, that simplifies it, right? That, that kind of simplifies it, but then that that just goes back to what I say about, you know what, I was, let's keep it 100, I was molested, too. The deal is, there's nothing that would make me want to touch a child. The bottom line is just because it happened to me does not make me want to do it to now the chemical makeup of a person who does those things. Say it happened to you. No, no, I'm I'm saying no. This is I, I understand. It's the theory of it's what you came out of. You know, it's like what happened to you. You do to other people. You know, because you were molested, you're gonna grow up and molest. Some do. Oh, some not don't. At all. Not no, at but all. I'm I, I I know this to be true because I'm one. I mean, there's yeah, nothing you're being kind a, of argumentative because. You know, it's a generalization. Oh, no, no, I'm not arguing about it. I'm just saying in the case of I don't really agree with the it happened to me, so I'm going to do it to somebody else. You know, I don't don't agree with that. I mean, I think it's... Two wrongs don't make a right, do they? I mean, why are you going to damage somebody else's life? I mean, just because somebody ruined your life. I don't know. There's a lot of sick people out there. You just brought up about David Carradine earlier on. Yeah. I've always been a, I've always been a fan of his, you know, because you know when I was growing up, he was a little older than me, and I think there was a woman in the closet with him doing something, and she freaked out and laughed. I don't think he tied himself up in a fucking closet. Right. Well, that's the speculation out there, is because he is known for making numerous trips overseas, living out his fetishes, and being oh, dude, overseas from time to time. I've seen people over there from strange lands, being in Thailand from time to time, Philippines from time to time, and other places from time to time. I have seen people travel all the way from Europe, all the way from the Americas, to come over there to live out their fetishes because it was accepted. Well, I a 15-year-old wife, right? from Everything else walked. Well, that's sad. Well, well, what was that that you said? I mean, you know what? Let, let's keep it 100. Uh, there are things that in society, well, you know, I'm not one to be on society's nuts, but there are things that society doesn't approve of. And one of them is bestiality, incest, Ooh. incest, oh. and all that old, uh, uh, nor, 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 being a, a, a norkalist, being a norkalist, sleeping with the dead people. Uh, oh, all of that. Stop. Those are there are lines that you know well makes it a level one, level two, level three. You know that's how they put you. But in there class. are people that like the fuck dead people. I can't imagine why, but there are people out there that get pleasure from it. Yeah, and uh, you know that sounds like a fetish. That sounds well, like I'd a say fetish. That's fucking bonkers. Especially if you do it more than once. Oh, fetish. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> Okay, different now. different degrees of being a fatish. I mean, you might want to paint your toenails fucking pink. That's a uh-huh. fatish, right? Hello? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm here. We're here. I said for a guy to paint his toenails pink is kind of like a fatish, right? Right. But it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not a dangerous fatish. It depends how, uh, how dangerous the fatish becomes. Right. Right. Okay. I mean. Paint, painting his toenails pink, they're not bad. But if he paints his toenails pink and he goes out and kills somebody, <laughs> then that's where it just kind of draws the line. Yeah, that's where it goes downhill. 
Okay, so here it is. The fine line between a fetish and domestic violence when it comes down to that arena. Now, what is it? Is it just a matter of control? And your fetish, you control your actions. You know what level you want to go to. You are sure that the environment is safe. You know, you make sure that, hey, if it's going too far, we will start, stop. We will, you know, talk about it, chat about it, and then continue if we want to. But in domestic violence, there is no control. There is no control. That's just straight anger. In domestic violence, there is only one person in control, and that is the one who's putting down the hand. And that person is the one who has a false sense of what control is. Well, are they really in control, or really all they doing is communicating a threat? They're not in control. They're communicating a threat to make them other person feel that they're in control. Now, it's up to the other person to break that cycle. Now, they could say, I'm going to take what you've given me or I'm breaking off right now. Well, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, hold on. Uh, hey, uh, we have a caller out there who wants to speak, and I'm, I want to run these five myths, myths, plus a little extra added one for you guys of domestic violence so we can clear this all out in the air. Because these are other people who had questions too, why a woman would stay with someone and, and, and you know and be and being domestic violence, being beaten. Um, right now it is 10:44 in the p.m. It is August 13th, 2002. You're here on KXRW's your community connection internet radio station, Genus Groove Theory. Let's go ahead and see who this caller is and touch on in and say hello. Hello, caller. You're live on Gina's Group Theory. This is Gina. Who's out there? How you doing, Gina? Uh, this uh, is Todd. Um, I'm how blessed. you doing, Brian? And the uh, gentleman that called in also. Um, my my comment for after listening for the past um, 20 minutes or however the case. Um, my um, anger management um, class instructor explained to me that there's a victim and then there is an aggressor. You know, plain and simple. There's an aggressor, you're either going to be the aggressor or you're going to be the victim. You know, it could be the male or female. doesn't matter. One is going to be the victim and the other one is going to be the aggressor. Plain and simple. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, one's going to be the aggressor, one is going to be the victim. That's the only way it can go. Um, hold on, Brian has something to say, and then I'm going to shoot you these five myths of other people and what they think, too, as well. And I'm going to shoot it on down as I, as, as I read them off. Hold on. I just wanted to say a ho, Todd, and, uh, oh. you know, all the other people out there listening. Yeah, uh, uh, what is it, the aggressor and then the one that's uh, receiving the punishment pretty much, right? Uh, the abuser and uh, the the person that's receiving the abuse. So it's really a mental thing then to be able to receive the abuse. What makes a person stand there and receive abuse? And I think Gina's going to talk about it in her five things that she has that most ladies states 
stay around. But that's something you really got to think about. What are you thinking about mentally? What is it that's going on in your life to where you, you know, withstanding and enduring abuse, known abuse, especially we're talking about domestic violence. Usually that's physical abuse. It's more than verbal. It's more than silent abuse. It's more than any other abuse. It's actually hands-on body. You know what I'm saying? Bruises, scrapes, black eyes, busted lips, noses, a whole nine, you know. And then you got the, I'm sure you got the verbal abuse that go with it. Hey, if somebody's beating on you, I'm sure they talking to you while they beating on you too. You ain't this. You ain't that. You did this to me. You did that to me. Now you're going to pay. Okay? So that's part of the abuse. You got the physical as well as the verbal. Now, here's another type of abuse that nobody really talk about. Have you ever been through silent abuse? No. Yeah, well, you know where they just don't talk to you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, well that's not really abuse because, you know what, if I'm not yakking and talking no shit, you're doing good. You're blessed and impressed. The one thing that I have to say Hello, can can I can I get a can I get an amen on that, fellas? Y'all all know me. Uh, hey, if I'm not talk- Hello, can I get an amen? Amen. 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 All right, if I ain't talking shit, your ass has already been blessed and impressed and honored by and favored and high favored by God, okay? So that's the bottom line. If I'm not talking shit, if you get in silent treatment, you be blessed. You be and you know what? Don't look don't look a gift horse in the mouth, people. <laughs> no, don't. So that that would be, I think most men would like that. That silent but deadly, uh, what violence? Yeah, I know we are digressing a little bit from the domestic violence and the physical side, but I think that's something that also needs to be addressed is the silent treatment that a lot of people get when they get into arguments with their significant other. You know, when I say silent treatment, I'm not talking about no few hours. I'm talking about some weeks. You know what I'm saying? Where, hey, you go on one room, I go on the next. You walk in the door, you do your thing, you go to the bathroom, you cook your meal, you eat your dinner, you go to bed, you get up, you go to work in the morning, and I don't see you, I don't talk to you no more other than business. You know, hey, how you doing, maybe? Uh, did you pay the right bill? Uh uh, is uh is the kids okay? Uh, okay, all right. I want to talk to you for another week. I don't want to talk to you for two more weeks because that's part of the abuse. That's part of the relationship. That is all embedded. You know, it's part of the fabric. It's part of the fabric of the whole abuse system. Yeah, I know you're not. I, in, I know you're not. I know you're not entwining uh, the silent abuse to domestic abuse, I know. Uh, no, And uh, let me touch on this. Okay, that silent abuse one, we're going to have to save that one for uh, a relationship topic because that's where we have to touch on the things that we men and women should and should not do that makes the other partner feel alienated. We can go there yeah, on that. That's yeah, another go, total yeah, different yeah, hello. Now, go, now, the part about the David Carradine and what we were talking about as far as the abuse. Now, I'm going to read something off to you guys. All right, trip this. All right. Now, you guys, the ladies out there, grab your pen and a piece of paper. This textbook is good to let you know about uh, domestic violence if you're dealing with it, if you're going through it. It's called When Violence Begins at Home. It's by Hunter House. 
The author is Wilson. Second edition, check it out. There's a website reference. It's called Deliberating, that's D-E-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-I-N-G dot org. That would enlighten you a little bit better about domestic violence. Now, I'm going to touch on these things here. 25% of all violence is a man assaulting a woman. Okay, let's get that let's get that set. Twenty five percent of all violence. Twenty five percent of all violence is a man assaulting a woman. Out of a hundred. Hello. No, out of three thousand. Come on, yeah, out of a hundred. Yeah. A quarter. Right. And three times more women experience intimate partner abuse. Three times more women experience intimate partner abuse. Now, we're going to touch on some serious things since you talked about the whole fetish thing, because let's go there. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, this gets much deeper than that. All right. Now, here's another fact for you. Intimate partners are rarely abusive in the beginning. Intimate partners are rarely abusive in the beginning. So, that lets you know pretty much. Hold on. Got another one for you. Domestic violence is not constant. The abuser tends to weave together the abuse with sexual contact. Now, since you talked about, when you talked about fetish, see, okay, let's let's, let's go there. See, some men who are abusers abuse women sexually, too. That's that, oh, well, I didn't know you meant, yeah, no, whoop-de-whoop. Let's keep this in context, people. Sex should not be even involved in any type of buttering, trade-off, late in lieu of, and never, never, never. I mean, yes, you guys are role-playing. Say, honey, yeah, let's role-play. Now, if the one person don't know, if one person knows we're role-playing and the other person don't know we're role-playing, it's going to be a case. Okay, I think I got a writing about this, guys. I'm going to go ahead and shoot that to you in a minute, you guys, about the woman of integrity. See, because you don't get caught up. Don't get caught up because you'll be in shackles, and then you'll be talking about why, why, why am I in jail for sexual assault and whoop de whoop? Because you know what? You can tell anybody you want to, but when that, if you've ever seen Thelma Louise, you, now that movie's one to see. Thelma Louise, when a woman is saying no, never did mean no, mean no, honey. And then some men incorporate. Just like how we're looking at the genocide over there in Africa. I mean, what are they using over there? Sex and rape. They're raping the women. They're raping the children. Okay? So that is that is like sex is a deviant way to control. And men do that. And sometimes some of us women who have been controlled. Not all men. Not all men. Not all men, no. Much respect to you guys who don't do that, and him as well. He's bringing out good, good things for me to touch on. You know, I know where you're going with it, because you know hey, he's. No, 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 no. Can I he, say no, something? Just, yeah, go right ahead. Uh, all right, we're having a general conversation, right? Oh yes, we are. So everybody looks at the universe through their own perspective, right? Yes, they do. Well, of course, I don't agree with beating up on women. I think it's disgusting. I've never hit a woman in my life, okay? But what happens is because of where we're at right now in this country, everybody's so frustrated and fucked up. The old man comes home from work in a fucked up mood. He gets drunk or whatever his 
drug of choice is, and all of a sudden the nearest person in the whole fucking world to him is his wife. So he takes his fucking shit out on the woman that uh, loves him. It's bullshit, okay? Uh, it's bullshit. You know what I do when I close my door at night? I leave work and poverty and all that fucking shit in the car till tomorrow, and then I'll deal with it again tomorrow. Now, I'm not saying that makes me perfect, but it, it stops me being a fucking moron. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you very much, because you know what? We did bring that out in the last show, the show that blew up, the show where I got the first. We did bring that up, see, because some women, you know, sometimes we have to understand women, you know, there wasn't that many women out there with us that night, but at least I was able to bring it that, you know, sometimes, just like Jay had said, you know, men come home from a hard day at work. He already had a whole bunch of shit out there in the streets, and, and you know, we can do it. I do it, too. You know, I'm guilty. You know, we, what do with the grand baby? What do we, what, he been waiting on you. <laughs> you know, you the well, came you know, in. You, you, you stepped on you by everybody. Around, you know? uh, I mean, it does give you the right, but then, you know, you guys come home, and then, you know, we get right on into you. You ain't do, 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 and it's like you already you had it out I there in the world. Yeah, you know we do it. And then, so, you know, so sometimes it takes a little bit of us women to kind of step back in. That's and, why I leave the you know, shit in the car. Then I yeah, don't have to yeah, with it, you know? exactly. Everybody can't it leave it at so a, in easier. the car. But you know what? The majority of men who do that domestic violence are like police officers and men of authority, just to let you know. Well, and women that's, I do to speak up, too. You know, they're scared. They ought to call 911, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it seems like most guys that do domestic violence, it's it's all about anger and control. It's not even about the sex. It's not oh, about yeah, nothing exactly. but anger and control. They want to be in control of stuff, and they're angry about something. So that's their way of uh, getting it off, really. And unfortunately, well, instead of going to the and unfortunately, instead of going to the boxing ring, going down to the local gym, maybe hitting a boxing bag or getting in sparring with somebody or just walking up and just finding a fist fight in the local bar, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Instead of doing dude. that, it's like my man was saying. Hey, it's easier to pick on the ones you love. It's easier to pick one that's close to you. It's easier to pick on somebody you're going to see every day. It's like that's their doormat. You know what I'm saying? So they come in, they rub their feet on you, and then they come. After that, though, they wash the rug, though. Here it is. They they rub their feet on you, and then they wash you up so they can rub it on you again. And that's why you're coming back. part of the game, dude. (laughs) Are you married, man? No, I was married. I was married at one time, but I'm you know, I'm not married either. I'm not married either, dude. But well, I have we'll been. That, we'll save that married show for another show. <laughs> but look, no, but no. Uh, in the sense of, in the sense of, yes, okay, we t- did talk about it, but that still doesn't give a man the right to. Now, what happened to Sybil? See, Sybil was more of a uh she was sweet, quiet. She put up. She took a lot of shit off. You know, yeah. when I think about her past relationships, you know, she dated my cousin for a while. But now my cousin Skipper, he treated her really nice. You know, um, he was because she loved him. You know, but she was more so a person. She she always growing up. She was special. You know, she had some type of uh uh you know a learning disability. She you know, but. She was always sweet, and but she always ended up with those kind of uh, 
you know, rough house kind of dudes, you know what I mean? Her husband was kind of violent too. She always, you know, uh, and I, and I think that does have play a play a part too, uh, where, you know, when we were talking about the kind of people that you attract, you know, uh, like I said, when they when they said someone passed, when um, my my girl in Florida sent text and she was like, it's "Been a death," you know, and I just knew, I knew it was her because out of anybody that that would happen to, it would have been her. And I, because I could see her, you know, falling for some guy, like she always did, and you know, this dude being an abuser, and this dude being her until maybe, you know, you ask that question about, you know, when does it become rape or when does it become uh, not fetish, and when does it become a fantasy? When does it become to a man to where he's whooping or beating a woman that he he does those things? When does it come to him that what I'm doing is wrong? I have that question. When when see because really you can ask the woman when you can say to the woman, oh she is the victim, just like what Ty said, victim and the aggressor. So I'm the victim. It I would imagine that it should come to the aggressor. Uh, when this is gone wrong, and when you got to choke a bitch, to you know you got to choke me out, and then you know what I'm saying now you got time, you got jail time, twenty five life or whatever, lecture, whatever my people gonna call for your death, whatever. Yeah, well, I would say that that moment as soon as you raise your hand, as soon as you raise your hand about to strike, then that's the moment that you make the decision to either go through with the strike. Or walk away, okay? So you got guys that's just going to raise their hand and say, oh, I want to, but I'm not. And then you got guys that's going to raise their hand and just follow through. And and then they might do it once. And then you got guys that's going to raise their hand and follow through and follow through and follow through again. Once again, it becomes, you know, control and anger you know what i'm saying the guy that raised his hand because he mad at the moment but he walk away he still has some semblance of reasoning the guy that you know maybe do one strike maybe that was a, a motion but the person that continues they got issues Speaking of this today, we had the neighbor, the neighbor that you guys know I've been having a problem with. Today, he snapped his cocoa. Snapped his cocoa on the manager, snapped the cocoa on the mama, snapped the cocoa on the husband, snapped the cocoa on the little babies, too. Had them all locked up in the gate here today, and it was on and cracking. Now, he snapped. He finally snapped. He didn't care about the police coming. He didn't care about you guys. know I've been struggling with this guy, and this guy is a huge guy. Now, what was seen today, and my my ex Ron was here as well as well as Brian. You know, we're all here. We hear this dude, and he's 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 talking to the he's talking to Adriana, which is my manager, and he's you know he's saying shit to her. You know, I mean, you could tell he had no he had he he talked to her mother, he called her whatever, he said bad things to her. Then he said to the the boyfriend, who he looks like a kid, man. I mean, they are like twenty something years old, like kids, right? But they're managers, right? They're doing a damn thing, and they got two young kids. They raising them. They're doing a good thing, right? This dude just lives in here, and he's huge, and he's just been messing with me and her. So he says to the husband, to the boyfriend, he's like, you know, you're a punk, and he's like checking on the bars because they're in, locked inside the gate, right? He can't get to them. So, you know, I called the police, and, you know, the police come out. 
Well, Brian walks to the door. He looks out the door. Old boy is walking down the hall. He's talking about his crazy mess. And he looks right at – now, Ron is outside. Now, Ron – now, we all know, those who know Ron know Ron will put the beat down on you, period. He's out there. All these guys are standing outside. But he's arguing with her, her mother, the, the kid, the little boy kid. So it comes to find out that this guy has an issue with women, strictly mm-hmm. women and children. This dude was going mm-hmm. off. While he was going off, I called the police, and as he was going off and talking that man, he was like, uh, you know, he said some, but he wasn't no joke today. He, I mean, he didn't even, you know how he'd leave, and before the police get here, he'd go upstairs so he can go in the house and not open the door. Not today. He was just about, he just couldn't, have, he was shaking on the gate, trying to get in where they was in. The boyfriend was holding the gate so he couldn't get in. I'm like, what is this dude going to do if he gets in? This is two ladies, two babies, and a kid. You know, so apparently this guy has a problem with women. Now, you know, people said to me he might like me or he might dig me. You know, no, no, he had, now Brian got to see it for his own self. I mean, this dude was beating on the walls. I mean, he got a problem with me and her. And and as he walked by Brian, he says to Brian, what's up? Well, he's talking shit about, you know, bitches and y'all bitch out. Whoop all you bitches and we'll do it. And he turns to Brian and says, what's up? Ron's outside. He must have said hello to him too. But to the ladies... He's ready to whoop on our asses and take numbers today. That is just that. If he's mentally ill, what I know he's mentally ill, but the case is, hello. This dude has been over to my manager's mother. I was talking to her manager, finding out her business. Said it all today. Like, what are you doing going over there talking to her manager? She doesn't even live in this. So this dude got a problem. So look at this. This is what I say. This is why I said I wanted to move. The bottom line is the guy got a serious problem, right? And Brian even had to say, when I looked at Brian, because I was about to go outside and working. But Brian stopped me, of course. It was, it was like Cortez was here. Cortez, he grabbed a bat, grabbed, no, don't, don't, don't do it, you know, because I was just going to go out there working because he's huge for one. And he's in there, got, you know, ladies in here scared, you know, and I get very angry. But, but that kind of person like that is the kind of man we're talking about. Apparently he couldn't control his anger. And that man, instead of them letting him go back upstairs, they should have took his ass to jail. Well, see, the dude, though, is kind of smart because all he's doing is communicating a threat. He's not putting his hands on nobody. He ain't going up just slapping a taste out your mouth or something like that. He, all he's doing is talking crazy and waving his fist. That's why when the five O show up, that's they they ask, well, what's going on? Oh, I'm just angry. Okay, go upstairs and go sleep it off. See, now you go out there with the bat, you start beating on them. The five O show up. The first thing on they're gonna say, who assaulted who? Oh, I was just exactly. talking crazy. I was just bouting off. I'm a little perturbed. I'm a little angry, so I start running my mouth, and then this lady comes out his side and hit me with a bat. Who going to jail? You. Yeah, the lady. The lady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the way. I mean, yeah. that's the get down. I mean, that's that's smart. You know, that's antagonistic. That's antagonizing somebody up to the point where it's almost criminal, but not yet criminal. Because you ain't really putting your hand. You're just, you know, talking to them all day. Okay, since 9-11, there has been put in place terrorist threats. 
terrorist threat means anybody that calls you and says, I'm going to fucking kill you. That means that you can't hold that person accountable. That person can go to jail. What's up with that? Terrorist threat. Is that not com- is that not considered th- terrorist threat, what he was saying to her? Bitch, I'll break your neck. I'll bitch, I'll kick your ass. All of- that's a terrorist that threat. Not- that's terrorist threat. I don't give a damn what you Well, then that means that Long Beach Police Department need to be uh, schooled on what terrorist threat is because all they did was say, hey, go sleep it off. Even though he was communicating a threat, you know, he communicating a threat to uh, a, a young lady and her mother and then that mother's grand, grandkids. And then the police come, they talk to him, and they <laughs> let him go. So communicating a threat mm. means absolutely nothing to them. You know, yeah. as far as that terrorist stuff means absolutely nothing to to them. You know what I'm saying? So. They need to be trained on that then. Okay, look, we heard uh, uh, things that were said. We heard uh, threats that was communicated. And according to our handbook, our trusty handbook from 9-11, those type of threats warrant you to go at least be detained. Exactly. Well, you know what? This is why we need to clear up the myth and see. Because, you know what, let me tell you about the police society when it comes to domestic violence. Now, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to give you some instance between me and my ex-boyfriend and how he jumped on me, hit me first, and then I was whooping on him back, and we was whooping, and we my brothers out, and we was going down, throwing down in Phillips, and it was on and cracking. Now, he took off and ran. Now, when the police got there, I'm like, oh, I'm like, he done did this. And so they're taking account of all the uh, Hispanic uh, na- residents. And all of them kind of blew me up, right? They blew me up. So they was like, she was holding down. You know, she was whooping on. I ain't never seen a girl whoop on. It didn't blow me up. So the police officer says to me, he says, well, we if you want to press charges against him, we're going to take you both. Okay? So their standpoint is this. After years of women retracting their shit over the years, you know, I mean, it's a blow up. You know, come on. Because, you know, Gina. you got to understand what? Um. To, to reiterate what you're talking about, about the terrorist threat thing. Um, now, when the police came out, now Adriana, your manager, and the mom could have pressed a citizen's arrest against him for that terrorist threat. And that would have took him down. And those officers that didn't do their fucking job, excuse my French, but they didn't do their fucking job, okay, that pissed me off right there, you know. Because they, could, they could go ahead and make a citizen's arrest by the fact that he made those terrorist threats. And she got him on record. She recorded the whole thing. As she was texting me, telling me to call the police, I was already called. I already called the police. And it took the police how long to get here? Now, wait a minute. This is the deal. Now, this dude got me going to court on October 5th for some disturbing the peace, right? And this dude is out here cutting up, showing out, about to whoop on everybody's ass. To get, you know what I'm saying? And, and what was real funny is that he did not say nothing to y'all men. Ron was stepped right outside. He said, now he said hello to you, and you were standing at my door. I'm the well, I'm the lady who he been calling the cops on. Hold on. Now, wait a minute. Now, see, that's it. You know, now, this is what I say. Since police have had this situation, that I don't understand how this is going down between a, a tenant and a manager and a tenant and a tenant, but when it comes down to a husband and a wife shit, they be like, oh, well, y'all going to get back together. You know, over the years of women retracting their statements and because of, you know, whatever reasons, you know, it has kind of grown that image that, you know what I'm saying, women are accepting of it and, you know, all we're going to do is be back out here again. You know, she's going to take them back. She's going to try to, 
I mean, but the district attorney has made it to where you can't even retract that shit no more. Nowadays, now a woman can't take it back and say, oh, well, he, uh, I changed my mind. You can't change your mind now. So since they made that so strict, why the hell would they not take this big loop uh, here? I mean, he's not. We're not his. We're not his girlfriends. We're not his wives. And we're just. He's the manager, and I'm the damn tenant. The case is, he got a problem with us now. Why? It's, it's shit like that that see where a person would get mad or get fed up because we did call the cops on his ass today. Now he done went back upstairs. Now what if later on tonight he gets one of those spells like he got a few weeks ago? And start beating on shit, and you know what I'm saying, I'll come down and hurt somebody. This is ridiculous. And all of you guys are hearing this shit live on Gina's Group Day. This is real shit. This guy got a problem. Mm-hmm. And only that, he traumatized the kids. The kids right there. Yeah, no doubt. But then, and then you know, hey, once again, the police department and their training. You know, what are they trained to do? How do they train to assess and evaluate? You know, you come in, you see you see what's going on. You already know it's a history of uh, calls at this apartment. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, it's, it's, it's a, just about to spark. It's about to spark off. So how do you handle that? You know, you would think they would come more trained and equipped, especially with the history that goes on, you know, with the calls that come through here. So once again, to let folks just roam freely while it seems like the innocent is the one that has to suffer and go through the hoops of clearing their name. Unfortunately, you know, that's just the way it's going down. I guess it depends on who called first. Well, what they're doing is they're waiting for bloodshed in order for them to actually do some fucking shit. What the fuck? You know? Come on, man. You're waiting for somebody to actually physically get hurt. You know what I mean? Woman, child, or a man, you know, physically get hurt, and then you want to do something, and then you want to prosecute. You know? Come on. Much of bullshit. Thank you. That's what I think it is because, come on, we're talking about women in the vet. We got we to gotta bomb a t- ticking time. But the whole deal is no the police is not gonna take any action until somebody get popped in the eye. Once somebody get popped in the eye, then it becomes physical. Then they will make they start doing shit. Then they'll start moving and shaking. But as long as it's all verbal, they don't care. That is a cold, cold reality. And I think a lot of police uh there are any police out there listening? Uh, you know, I do realize that women do retract their their statements after you know, you know. I mean, when it comes to domestic violence, uh, but there are so many reasons why, and I'm going to go over some of the myths myths that people have about domestic violence, and that's the reason why. And you, like I said, keep in mind, people, that uh, there's a lot of uh, the main domestic violence perpetrators are officers too. So just know. And then you ask, well, why didn't she call? I'm telling you, that's what you see on TV where you see that the husband's the cop and he's whooping on the wife and, and how the friends come and they protect him. That shit is real shit. I mean, you know, and he's a, he's a brother, man. He's a brother. They're not trying to take their brothers down for, you know, because he smacked the wife around a little bit. Who doesn't go smack the wife, have a beer, and smack the wife? <laughs> shit, I mean, come on. I done had a hard day of work out here with these goddamn criminals. 
These niggas been pickpocketing and selling dope. I found dope in my in my patrol car stuck under the seat. I'm mad. These by the way, and they are these holes and shit. Hey, tricks and all these criminals out here. I've been fighting all day. I'm gonna come on and whoop on you. <laughs> See. And then what's the partner's going to do? They're going to cover up for you. Shit, how many times have it happened? You know, so your woman can't win in that situation. So that that's one way a woman can't win is she ain't got nothing going for herself. And that's what women need to understand. You know, hey, get something going for yourself. If you're involved, if, you know, the, like there's a honeymoon phase that goes into the rest of it, and we will touch on all bases today, tonight. Okay, yeah. And, you know, in today's society, you know, most people are raised – to graduate high school. It ain't like the 30s and, you know, 20s and 30s and 40s, maybe even the 50s and part of the 60s where you didn't have to graduate, you know. So you may have been stuck in those situations. Today, 2012, everybody got the opportunity to graduate high school. If you don't graduate high school, you have the opportunity to go back, get a GED, or just go on to college. There's nothing holding you back nowadays except money, maybe. And if you don't got money, they can find some money for you as long as you don't abuse it. So here's the deal. You're talking about walking away from situations, right? You're up here getting abused. You, You know, yeah. You need to move and shake that situation. You may have kids, you know, three, four kids with you, this, that, and the third. But there's programs out here now to help you with that. And the fact that there's no longer a need for you to have to live up under some man when you got the opportunity to get out here and get your own, get your own education so that you can get your own way now that may be working for somebody else or that may be working for yourself but you know it's just too many options out here now to use the excuse of hey well i have nowhere else to go i have nothing else to do now i do understand there are uh you know some dire straits out there but and um if you're out to stick 10 abused women in a room how many of them are in real dire straits where they just really just can't leave? I can tell you the majority of them. Majority of them because you got to understand that, uh, you know, domestic violence doesn't just start with the beating. It is a meticulous, just like it's, it's just like what we're seeing with Africa. Just like it's a slow and meticulous training. It's a conditioning. Let me tell you, Kima for the mess. Yeah, I would I would say this not to cut you off. I apologize. Um, I have to get this off of my my mind before I lose it. Um, don't let that man control your actions. You understand what I'm saying? You stay where you're comfortable. Okay, you're comfortable there in your teepee. You stay there. You let him be the one that the freaking move. You understand me? Well, that's well, that's the only that's the only if if. Look, you know, the bottom line is, see, you know Gina. Gina is kind of cut, cut up. No, we don't want Gina. Now, Gina's trying to do the Gina's groove theory. Gina's not trying to do it behind bars right here. So Gina's trying to keep it keep it on the real, keep it on the air where the people right, are being right, better help. Right. So, but then seriously, though, you know, uh, feeling threatened in your home, that is just not a crack. That's not really cool. 
that's really not cool. Um, what I'm going to bring to the folks is, okay, with the, with, with, with the economic situation, there is actually for women out here, um, they can get in contact with the woman, Women Shelter of Long Beach. And also, too, there are shelters uh, in, you can look, uh, there are hotlines there, you know, uh, as, as a step toward, uh, uh, let me tell you, you can start from nothing. You can start uh, from nothing. You can pick up with just your kids. Uh, let me tell you, I, I raised two kids by myself. I mean, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of help, you know, but then when that help was gone, you can pick up and you can make a difference, ladies. Uh, you can go on back to school. You can get you a trade. You can get you, you can go to vocational school. You can go to Long Beach Community, you can go to any community college and get, you know, get skilled up. There are safe houses for you guys. Um, you know, you might have to, you know, go on the down low on the undercover. You might have to move and change your name. Who knows? Because some men are serious about that, you know. Uh, they'll hunt you down, you know. Uh, the case is there are programs. But the first step is having the courage to say, look, I'm not a punching bag. You know, I don't want to end up, you know, another statistic. You don't want to be another statistic. You don't want to be another woman laying slain in the grave or in the wall or somewhere because you didn't get away. You know, they talk a lot about Nicole Brown Simpson, and, and, you know, the main thing that burns me up about the situation, I don't know if O.J. did it or not. The case is, all the people that knew of her being abused, you know, that's where I say that, that the whole mentality comes in where the family says, like, well, she's not going to leave anyway. She likes it. She will do what they will. You know, well, you know, why didn't anybody in her family take a stand? You know, I'm quite sure, though, if my cousins knew that I was getting my ass with this shit, I mean, all I had to say to one of my little cousins one day was like, he makes me sick. My little cousin said, what do you, what do, you do? You want me to take care of that nigga? I was like, oh, no, no, I was just saying he make me sick. The case is, so I know if I got a black eye and, you know, I'm hanging around my people, they ain't going to go down for that. You know what I mean? So they ain't going to let you just whoop me up. This is not going down. like that. And they know, no. What, do you, what are family members supposed to do, too, when they see the signs of domestic violence, too? Stop saying it's not your problem. She's going to take him back because, you know what, you might not get that chance for her to be alive. To you, I mean, because you don't think it won't happen to you because she could be here, gone tomorrow. And just because you was like, well, she's just going to get back with him anyway. And, and she really, the, maybe she might want some help. You know, maybe take her to the side one day at the, the Christmas day. The thing, Christmas dinner, or something. Say, hey, girl, what do what, you know? What's going on? You know, you know, you know. Everybody know the person in their family that's being abused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, you know, as far as family members uh, on the sideline looking, you know, hopefully they will get involved one way or the other. Sometimes it takes the, what they call that um, involvement with a person don't know intervention. Yeah, that's it. So sometimes that it may go to that level, you know, where it it takes a uh, intervention, you know. That's when I have been. You know, come to think about all these shows, all these reality shows about interventions, about drugs and stuff. You know what? Maybe one of you geniuses out there ought to come up, come with a show about intervention in domestic violence. That would be an, an intervention into child abuse, suspected child abuse. These are also these are more important things too than other 
And just people getting doped up and getting high and shit and killing themselves. Let's let's get some intervention into saving some lives. Because it, a lot of a lot of people see a lot of things that they just don't say. You know, I mean, you just gonna keep on letting it watch. Just like just like like I said, I'm calling out to my little bit tonight. Just call me. Bottom line is because I I I see it. I see it, and it bothers the shit out of me, so I don't know how, you know, when somebody's always hurting or something, out, you know, you shake me out, where are you hurting? You know, come on. You know this person that is just hurting because uh, they're, uh, I mean, they ain't nothing but 30 years old. They ain't got no, the bones ain't even real, ain't nothing but milk still. That's what my nanny would say. Your your bones don't turn to milk to, to real bone till you're about 50. So 30 years old, and you're hurting, and you're aching out. You know what I'm saying? Because you're getting beat on. See, that's not cool. And I, no one should stand by and watch you get beat. That's why I love this in my life. Simply because that's, I love her, you know. So what's up with family? And I say, just like well, my my friends, you know, when they were getting fought on in relationship, you know, what I, I heard, I'm listening to my homegirl say, she ain't going to do nothing. She's going to get back with me anyway. You know, ladies, family. Stop thinking like that, cause maybe they, maybe she do want a way out, but she, you know, she thinking, she thinking like y'all ain't gonna help her ass anyway. If she ran to your ass, you're not gonna help her, cause you're gonna shut down, cause you're gonna be like, and you know you are, cause you're gonna be like, oh your ass ain't finna leave him, you know, go on back home, run on back over there and get your ass whooped again, you know, what I'm saying? I ain't finna get involved, I don't wanna get involved, nobody wants to get involved. That's Gina. why, yeah. Gina, there's there's a good organization that you know. um, I think it was a week before last or maybe two weeks ago on a Saturday they had a block party for, you know, woman to woman. Give a shout-out to them because there's a lot of abused women in that program that have a lot of opportunity since you're talking about programs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hey, well, you know, to kind of um, speak on the Nicole Simpson, uh, O.J. Simpson thing, the reason why their family probably didn't get involved it's because of the perks that they were receiving from being a celebrity, you know, or being around a celebrity. Because from what I understand, Nicole um, Simpson, she she has some activities going on in her life that OJ didn't approve of and her family knew about, but continue, let her to continue to do those things. So, you know, that's no excuse for killing a mug, but... Action and reaction. That's all I'm going to say on that, right? So, once again, why didn't her family members get involved? Because they big time. You know, they got big money. They don't need OJ, right? I mean, he's just one dude. He's a a football star, a movie star. They with a lot of pull. That's all. But but those folks, they have money too. So, why didn't they do something? Correction on that, no no disrespect to the Brown family at all, but correction to that, uh, the money that they had, pretty much a lot of that money they had came from him. So let's keep it 100. Yeah. They they weren't nothing until they met that so-called football, whatever. You know what I mean? And so, you know what, I think, I think that too played a large part into why they didn't rap think that fool out. Because you know what, if he'd have been whooping on my sister... On my sister, it wouldn't have been enough money for me not to do something about it. And that, I mean, you know what? Hell, because the police, I'd have been over there only busting, busting him up my damn self. I'd have been like you, just like I told a little bit, but 
Hey, you keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. I don't care about all that extra. You go and you step to that guy and you say, you know what? You're hitting on my family. You hurt my family. But one more time, I'm going to run you over with my 320. I'm going to run you over. I'm going to back up over you. I'm going to hit you over you six times. There you go. I'm going to run you over. Huh? I'm going to run Hello. There I go. No, I mean, that's what. Come on now. I mean, I mean, put, put a little fright up into the. I mean, if yeah. you don't want to call the police and you don't want to get the police involved because you don't want her to go back and all that, you just go to him and say, hey, you know what, you got one more time to hit on my sister. Are you going to be swimming with the fishes? Call yeah. the terrorist threat or whatever you want to say. say. She ain't even got to tell me you hit on her because I know when you hit her because I can tell. I see it in my sleep when you hit her and you hit her again. Yeah. You hit it one more, one more again, and watch what's gonna happen to your ass. All right, so you know that's on that level, right? You talking about that level with OJ Simpson and Nicole Brown Simpson? On that level, you know, hey, on that level, they watch that, right? You got the family members that sat by on that level. Now let's take it to the average person level. Let's take it to the mailman level. Let's take it to the subway sandwich maker level. Let's take it to the uh, guy that worked at Ralph's, the, the person that worked, the cashier at Ralph's level. Let's take it to the Rite Aid cashier level. Let's take it to, you know, the guy at the car wash or whoever, person at Target and the person at Walmart. That's male and female because we got to remember that domestic violence doesn't necessarily mean. You did say 25% of it was males on females. Right, 25% of all violence is a male assaulting a female. So what's the rest of the 75% of violence? <laughs> black on black crime, okay. And white on white crime. Hey, more, more, hey, more like white on right crime globally. Yeah, because, hey, everybody gets a big chicken dinner unless you up in the uh, tower. I know two brothers that killed each other over a fish dinner, nigga. Don't he? <laughs> Yo, black on black crime. That's the most. That's that's the most. Hello, black on black crime is is above domestic violence. All the extra, all the extra. You know, nigga. Hey, like I said, I know two brothers killed each other over a fish dinner. Yeah, but that report said that twenty five percent of assaults are males on females. So of all violence. So if we was to say, okay, well, where's the rest of the seventy-five percent? Where did that go? I mean, okay, what? Po- so twenty-five percent is male on female. What percentage is female on male? Is it ten percent, thirteen percent, twelve percent? Okay, one percent, or that's what's reported. We'll say one percent, two percent. That's reported. Okay. And then, so then, what are the other violent deals? You know what I'm saying? That's that's that's. What... Yeah, that well, what happened to civil was the tragedy. I mean, uh, looking at at it like that, I got a call out there. I'm gonna touch with this caller and say hello. But uh, like I said, just like you could say, men don't report that they're getting whooped on. Well, a lot of women don't report that they've been raped either. 
and that's because of the stigma of you know uh you know just from the old days what were you wearing what do you do how you got involved were you drinking what do open you know nine times out of ten we always get caught up in a situation where we're having a couple of drinks and you know what is it slip the roofies on you whatever the case may be it's a blow up the bottom line is that's why I tell ladies out there, beware of who you're hanging out with. You can't, I mean, some people you know for years will slip your Mickey. So let's go ahead and say hello to the caller. <laughs> hello, hi. Yeah, hi, Gina. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? That's yeah, real I was tough. talking to you earlier. I yeah, was talking so, earlier, but I, I had to take the dog for a piece, so I'm back now. That's okay. That's great. We do have like so 28 more. We have 28 more you know, minutes. a lot of people on the actually, there's two of you guys out there. I'm still out here with uh, my in-house guests, and then I have my outhouse guests, and then I have you. So I got three, I got three guys out here who are speaking on domestic violence tonight. Well, you're a superstar tonight, baby. Uh, right. no, anyway, what is that? On the way. Never a superstar. Never a superstar, Gina. You will be, baby. Anyway, domestic violence, you know. There really is no real, real answer to it, you know. People that allow it to have them done to them, I don't think they fucking like it. You know, we went and got sidetracked earlier on when you were talking about women that like to be beat up. That's not normal. That's really abnormal, you know. I helped. Right? I helped a. I helped a young lady out of getting domestic violence because I was brought up in, and you know, I was, and you know how I did that was I. I how I did that was on the on a payphone, and I I I told her just like this: How are you gonna feel when your daughter grows up and some man is beating her beating her up, and because she's seeing you get beat up? Oh, how do you think you're gonna feel when her boyfriend, which her first boyfriend, starts beating her up? What are you gonna right. say when she says when exactly. you look at your daughter? Getting whooped on because she saw you getting whooped on. She saw you didn't stand up. So what yeah. are you gonna be able to say? What, and you know what? Shit, that changed her world. She ain't got her ass whooped since. Bottom line is the whole the horror of what I displayed to her about it happening to her child and her think her child thinking that it's a okay. A man loves you when he hits you. That is a total total bogus. Now I'm gonna share you with you guys. I'm gonna share one of one of these myths. Okay, what myth number one is women are as violent as men. Now this is a this is a myth that some people say. And that women are equal as men. When in domestic violence situations, that women can cause as much as damage as men do. That's that's a myth. That yes, that is equal equal, you know, on both men. Myth number 2, that women are fragile, helpless and passive. With little or no education, job skills, and etc., this myth is stating that a woman has to come from a sheltered life to be abused. Not correct. Myth number three: Women who remain in domestic violence enjoy it. This myth states that the abused woman enjoys the abuse, finds it pleasurable. That's a myth. Myth number four: Women are mentally unstable, and if they don't have an abusive relationship. If they don't, if they well, they're mentally unstable. If they don't leave a uh, uh, um, abusive relationship, this myth states that there is some kind of mental illness that con- controls her unwillingness to leave. That's a myth. Here's myth number five: Women have done something to cause the domestic violence. This myth states that there is a reason for the woman to do for her 
the woman for her to of her own doing to justify that her partner abused her. And myth number six is an extra bonus for you people out there. Uh, drugs and alcohol play a part in domestic violence situations. This myth states that most domestic violence comes from alcohol or drugs and or drug abuse. So these are other myths that you guys haven't even touched on, but these are myths that are out there. And this was taken from a whole classroom of people, men and women. So, Actually, we talked on some of those myths. Can I see those myths again? Okay, we touched on uh, myth number one. Women are as violent as men, that women are as equal as men when in domestic violence situation that women can cause as much damage as men do. We talked on that. That women are fragile, helpless, and passive with little or no education, job skills, etc. This myth is stating that a woman has to come from a sheltered life to be abused. We talked on that. A little bit, especially when we talk about in today's society, 2012, where, you know, it's a lot of programs out there and we can graduate high school easier now. You know, it's more access. And even if you don't graduate high school, you still got other avenues to, you know, find a way in life. Women who remain in domestic violence enjoy it. This myth states that abused women enjoy the abuse that finds it pleasurable. We talked on that a little bit, too, you know, as far as some women can't leave the situation, right? But a lot of them can. And then you even came out with some some, some stats. So we talked on a lot of these uh, myths that... um come up today and but the one i want to talk on really is number six the extra drugs and alcohol play a part in uh most domestic violence situations you know how easy it is for people to say hey well i was drunk or i was high or i was out of my mind so that was that's the reason i did the thing that i did you know what i'm saying it's so easy to say that and do that because it's easy to get away with you know so, Correct. drugs and alcohol play a part in domestic violence situation. Of course, that's a mess because a lot of people drink. A lot of people get high. A lot of people do that and don't abuse their significant other or any of their family members, you know. So, of course, exactly, that's a, Exactly, brother. You know, drugs and alcohol have been around for years. Once again... As uh, we talk about this, it's got to be an anger issue, a control issue, maybe some uh, childhood issues, you know, how you was raised, what you seen, why you was raised, and, you know, how you was reared even. You know, some people are reared to fight. You know how you rear uh, certain chickens to be in cockfights or certain dogs to be in dogfights. You know, you feed them, uh, uh, you feed the dog um, gunpowder and, and red peppers in his in his raw meat, so he could just be straight up raw dog. Yeah, you know? vicious, vicious, right? So yeah. some people are rare that way. Yeah, in the sense of, uh, you know, some men and 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 with that saying, okay, this show should be strictly, um. Uh, eye-opening into what is, okay, 
no one can really say what is normal and no, it's not normal because I don't know what normal is. The deal is, but normal behavior, anytime that we are abusing uh, one another, anytime that we are taking one another physically, emotionally, verbally, spiritually, and attacking them is abuse. Pretty much is it. That's the way I see it. That's what it is. Um, if, in fact, that we are, uh, if it is causing someone pain, harm, any type of malice, harassment, intimidation, uh, be it any type, it is abuse. Okay? Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you guys the definition of abuse. The question is, what is domestic abuse? Domestic abuse or intimate partner violence is an identifiable pattern of abusive behaviors of one partner to the other intended to gain power and control through intimidation and fear. These behaviors include physical, verbal, psychological, sexual, emotional, and financial abuse. Domestic violence is not a mutual battering relationship or a lover's quarrel. Domestic violence is not about physical strength Domestic violence is about power and control of one partner over the other. Who is more likely to become a victim of domestic violence? Anybody. Domestic violence affects individuals in any social economic background, from diverse ethnicities, races, and religions. Victims can be of any gender, of in heterosexual or same-sex relationships, and can include youth and teen dating violence relationships. Okay. Now, like I like I like I tell like like much love to you, Mrs. Zampelli. Um, it's the domestic violence will, and the domestic violence will is the power and control will. In that first, now you know which is, every will it has a pie. You know it's a pie, and pie has eight slices. In the first slice, you have using intimidation. Making her afraid of using, by, afraid by looks, actions, gestures, smashing things, destroying her property, abusing pets, and displaying weapons. Fall in that, right? Mm. Using emotional abuse, putting her down, making her feel bad about herself, calling her names, making her think that she's, she's, whoa, making her think that she's made made a mistake, playing mind games, humiliating her, making her feel guilty, using isolation, controlling what she does, who she sees and talks to, what she reads, where she goes, limiting her outside involvement, using jealousy to justify actions. Also, too, minimizing, denying, and blaming, making light of her of the abuse by not taking her concerns about it seriously, saying the abuse the abuse didn't happen, shifting responsibility for abusive behavior, saying she coerced it. There you go. Using children, making her feel guilty about the children, using the children to relay messages, using access visits to harass her, threatening to take the children away, are also in that power control will. Using privilege, treating her like a servant, making all the big decisions, acting like the master of the castle, being the one to define roles. 
putting her down because of race, gender, or disability, using economic abuse. And this is the number one we got here, ladies. This is how they get us good. Preventing her from getting or keeping a job, making her ask for money, giving her allowance, taking her money, not letting her know about or have access to family income is another. Using coercion and threats. Now, this is the eighth part of the pie on the domestic will, and it is using coercive, coercion, and threats. That means making and or carrying out threats to do something to hurt her, threatening to to leave her, also to, to commit suicide, to report her to welfare, (laughs) making her drop charges, making her do illegal things. Now, that's all a part of the domestic violence will of power and control. So with all those ladies, if you guys heard that out there, if you guys need to get back with me on that. And then the cycle abuse we're going to touch on, and, and that has three. Three sections. That's the honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase means idealized and romantic. Abuser makes promises to change and never to do it again. Tension. Tension building phase. Abuse partner feels growing tension and stress. Victims try to control situations to avoid their partner's anger. Feels like walking on eggshells. And then the explosive. Explosive abusive phase. Explosion into some type of and types of abusive behavior. Initially, the shortest stage increases in length over time. The cycle of violence has three main components. The tension building phase, the explosion phase, and the honeymoon or reconciliation. Reconciliation, reconciliation phase. That's number one reasons why women do tend to remain in those type of situations. I'm going to go ahead and check in what time it is. It is now 11.44 p.m. It's August 13, 2012. You're live on KXR, KXRW's Your Community Connection Internet Radio Station Genus Groove Theory being brought to you. As I tell you guys, every time at the end, well, towards that end of that second hour, since I do two hours and then I get that extra hour, you guys, make sure your phones are charged up. Get your phones charged up because I'm gonna, in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and close out this day, close out this particular part, and you guys just stay logged in. We'll carry on until the last hour of this show, and we'll continue our conversation about domestic violence and also touch on some things as well. In between time, so when 12 o'clock hits, make sure that your phones are charged up. So you guys go ahead and get your char- your, your phones charged up so that you won't lose. Because once you get logged out after 12, you can't call back in. So take care of all of those things for you. I'm going to go ahead and represent. It is now 11.45. You're on Genus Rules Theory. We're talking about domestic violence. Domest- Let's say women and violence. This is part two of the Deadly Cocktail. Uh, being brought to you here from Long Beach's KXRW Genus Groove Theory, representing for all all you human service people out there, students. I'll see you guys on the 27th. School starts August 27th, everybody, for Long Beach City. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I'm re- getting ready to kick ass when I get up there. i got to make those A's and B's, you guys. So much love to all of you guys. We're going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and play a little tune, and then we're going to take out the end of the show. You guys make sure. While I'm doing this, you guys make sure your phones are charged up and everybody's batteries and so forth. I'm going to go ahead and play a nice little cut, take it on out, then I'll be back. I'll close out the end of this show, and then we'll carry on in that last hour. So just take care of what you guys need to take care of. You know what to do, Todd, okay? And my other caller out there, you go ahead and do. Make sure that your phone's charged up. Get everything ready. 
And I'm going to go ahead and play a little something. Uh, let's say, uh, mm, I'm going to send this shout-out to Dominique since she sent me a little shout-out tonight. <laughs> she was kind of funny with it. She's like, Mama, you know, but the bottom line is all these things need to be said. I can't really speak on things that I can't say that I've experienced without me speaking on it. So this is to you, baby. Much love to you, Dominique. Here it is. As you know you're my angel, baby.
Hi, everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 11.56 in the p.m., August 13th. We're slowly approaching August 14th. Shout out there to my brother since he didn't make it out. I guess he's not going to make it out here. If he can make it in three minutes, then he'll be here. We're going to go ahead and end this this segment of this show so I can go ahead and end it out, and then uh, we'll carry it on. You guys stay logged in uh, until... After 12, and then after 12, I'll go ahead and I'll touch you guys and we can get back to conversations. Thank you guys very much for joining the show tonight. Uh, It was very informative. Uh, This last hour, I guess we will take it further into the domestic violence. I'm going to share some other things with you guys as well. So um, with, uh, what is this, August August 13th, uh, Monday, August 13th, 2012, representing like I said, make sure your phones are charged up. You have your your ready your your phone ready for the next hour. We're gonna take it on out of here. I'm gonna end in this part of this part of this show. So, you know, so don't hang up, you guys. Stay where you are. Much love. Hold on. Uh, what we do about things. What I always ask myself, like I ask myself every day. I ask myself, what am I gonna do? What are you guys gonna do? Ask yourself, what is it that you can do?
1201 in the a.m. It is August 14th. One more day to my brother's birthday, Big Bro. Happy birthday to you. Much love. Bishop Brett out there working out there hard. I know you're up on that five freeway traveling deep. You know, I'm going to go ahead and check in with you in a minute and see how you're doing. Much love to all of you guys for being out there and supporting me. Um, just like uh, we were talking about more so, uh, I put that cater to you out there because, you know, there are some women out there that love to cater to their men and some of them are being abused as well. And so just a little shout out there to, to represent for the ladies out there that are catering. Uh, and also maybe they'll wake up and say, you know, they need to cater to themselves. But then on the flip side of things, too, as you guys know, I always have to talk about it, be it if it's my ego or the ego of someone else, I got to always represent because, you know, egos to kind of play a part in the things that we do and how we treat the people in our circle. So much shout out. Uh, you got an ego? I know. I heard I do. So here's a representation for that. <laughs> I got a big ego. Ha <laughs> Such a big ego. Uh, uh, uh. I got a big <laughs> ego. She love my big <laughs> ego. So stroke my big <laughs> Ego, I like to joke around a little bit, but here we go. Welcome to the wonderful world. Uh, go play the Earl, cause everything I throw up, blow up. Talking to the girl, she said, know what? Grow up, you nasty. I don't understand why they tripping if you ask me. Flow just the nicest. I admit the propane I just spit probably just raised the gas prices. Everybody in the club trying to get as fresh as me. What you want, dog? Trying to stay recession free and spit refreshing. When I rock the stadium, you probably get sweaty. You should bring an extra tea. Now I'm standing next to J, who's standing next to B. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. That's good for my ego. <laughs> me and my ego, and he go wherever we go. My ego is my imaginary friend. He was with me when I was only imagining. I had dreams of the league. One day I played Kobe. I walk up the puff and he really know me. Could have let the dream killers kill my self-esteem. Or use the arrogance as a steam that power my dreams and my ego. Come on, baby, let's get lost. You don't need to call in your work cause you the boss. For real, want you to show me how you feel. I consider myself lucky that's a big deal. Why? Well, you got the key to my heart, but you ain't gon' get it. I'd rather you open up my body and show me secrets. You didn't know what's inside, no key for me to lie. It's too big, it's too wide, it's too strong, it won't fit. It's too much, it's too tough. He talk like this, cause he could back it up. He got a big ego. Right now I don't choose You can leave with me or 
you could have the blues. Don't call it arrogance, I call it confident. You decide when you find out what I'm working with. Damn, I know I'm killing you with some legs, but yet some thighs. Matter of fact, it's my smile, or maybe my eyes. Boy, you would like to see kind of something like me. It's too big, it's too wide, it's too strong, it won't fit. You're live back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 12.07. I got to send another shout out there. I'm getting lots of calls and stuff. Much love to you guys representing on the suicide, okay? I'm going to go ahead and send this shout out because I want to hear something kind of mellow. So I'm going to send this shout out to you guys as well. So kick back after this song, then we'll get back into conversation. All right. Nothing even matters, people. Nothing even matters. Nothing even matters at all. Nothing even matters at all. Your love makes me so ten feet tall. 
everybody. You're back with Genius from Genius Groove Theory. Shout out there, just speaking about a little brother that we, uh, you know, I just met the other day. Shout out there to Derek. I know you're out there listening. Much love to you and shit. You know, we just represent. You know you want to meet some, some nice girls. We're going to hook you up. We're going to hook you up. Don't listen to uh, Miss Viv and all the mixture folks about that. We're going to get you a nice gal, see. we get you a nice gal. You know, don't be taking up with that. Hey, hey, don't be taking up. I know you're out here, you know, visiting from what is that place other than, but we know you're from Connecticut, and we know you're looking to have some fun while you're out here. You're 18 years old, so we got you. We got you. So uh, with that, with that saying, uh, love to you, Derek. Thank you for listening in and tuning in. I see your uncle got you out there. Much representation for me. Uh, yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, uh, also, too, um, with that, we've been talking about domestic violence and uh, uh, speaking uh, in the terms of, so let's go ahead and touch back with, our, with my guest out here, who's a good friend of mine. Hello, hi. Can you hear me? Are you out there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, much love. Um, yeah, we got back with, uh, I think your listeners just showed up, so, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're still, I was going to go ahead and give some uh, some more uh, uh, key points about domestic violence. Is there anything that uh, you feel that you, uh, what is it that uh, Cherokee says? My shout out to the Cherokee too. Cherokee Morrison got me where I am doing what I'm doing here for the show and, you know, representing oh. for the community and so forth. And I oh, owe much love to him because he's a teacher of us all. Um, I wouldn't be here if not poor. Uh as well as you guys representing as well too, so uh, it, it took the teacher to lead me here, and here I am. So, um, is there anything, any like how he would say, uh, any burning desires that you you like to express about this uh, particular, uh, you know? Because I know you're, you know, you you have different you have different, uh, you have different uh, aspects of of domestic violence, so from different angles. So, is there anything that you you want to say or send out that? You can help other people to either evade from being the abuser or evade from becoming the victim. Um, wow. You know, I, I struggle on my own, you know, uh, own way, you know. Um, seeing what I've seen in my lifetime, um, I've overcame some obstacles, um, but, you know, other obstacles take me back to that day, you know, when I've seen that, that you know, transpire, you know. Um, I just try to wonder why my mother didn't get out when she had the chance to get out, you know. She was just stuck, you know, not stuck, but, you know, just trying to understand how she can get out, you know. Um, and then, you know, finagling around the neighborhood and, and meeting people that, with similarities and, and, you know, it's just, you know, it was a cesspool in a sense, you know. It's like the sun is up, but then then again the moon is is dark, you know what I mean? If you can under, analyze what I'm saying, you know. Um, I just, you, saying, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, to figure it out myself, you know, and on a one-on-one day, one on one day, day-to-day basis, um, uh, without being too emotional, um, because it does bring back the lived already. You know what I mean? 
that's the that's the main thing. It's already been lived, so you don't have to go back no more. You can just keep stepping forward. That's what Brother Jay was saying too. Um, look in the mirror for three to four minutes and see what you see. You know, and tell yourself, you know, that I'm not that type of person. You know, even though people may push your buttons, a lot of times more than many. But ultimately, what someone had once told me is that you're in control of you, you know. Can't nobody else control you but you. And if you let someone else control you, then that means that they have you with a collar and a leech, you know. Animals are free, you know. I don't even think animals like being, you know, with a leech and a collar, you know. They like to just, you know, and when they get set free, they run, you know. They do their thing, you know. Sniff around, eat grass, whatever the case may be, you know. But, you know, just the terminology, you know. Hypothetically speaking. Um, I learned a lot from the time that I took those 20 classes in anger management. But yet still, I'm not perfect. Because I, I did go back and slide a little bit. And, you know, I'm living through that, that product right there. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I'm not proud of that, you know. Um, I'm not making excuses. I just have to, you know, do what I need to do to, like uh, Brother Brian was saying, break the cycle. Because I don't want it to drift off to my grandson. I don't want it to drift off to my daughter. I don't want it to drift off to my cousin or my extended family or, you know, and so on and so forth. Because violence it hurts everyone that's in the whole circle completely. You know, we see too much on TV. You know, just as, you know, Brian was talking about cockfights and dogfights, and um, I turned channel to Channel 11, and the news was talking about L.A. and San Bernardino getting busted for cockfights, you know. So it's crazy, you know. But it's it's reality, you know. But uh, it's stick to the topic, you know. Um uh, basically, Gina is just, you know, trying to uh, be a humble and wise person for the rest of my years, you know. I also want to give a shout-out to my, my great aunt that's uh, suffering in a coma right now in Atlanta, Georgia, um, Gigi. And uh, she's 78 years old, and uh, she's on life support. Um, it's... Uh, you know, the doctors say that she has 10% of her brain capacity right now, and uh, it's been a whopping two weeks for me, you know. It's like boom, 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 you know. But I'm dealing with it because it's like I told another brother today to do. I mean, today, uh, earlier, um, Jacob, and uh, I was like, you're not a pond, you're a soldier. And that's how you got to look at it because, you know, ponds get moved to be killed or to be, you know, taken off of the plate, you know what I mean, in order to, you know, do what you got to do on the board. You understand what I'm saying? So in saying that, I'm just like, you know, trying to analyze my own chess pieces. You understand what I'm saying? More ways than one, you know. I've come a long way in a short well, time, you know. Well, um actually i can uh i can say this much you have had a great uh uh you had a great uh week of 
just oh my these weeks have been just amazing uh uh I don't know what to say uh you're awesome you gotta understand okay I can tell you this uh when my mom died and then six well my nan got sick and then six days and two six months and two days apart and and then I lost my job and then I lost everything and then you know, loss is is what it is. Some things you can recover, you can never recover a loved one. But what you can say is that uh, they're watching over us, and they're on the the good side of things, and uh, they're curious to where we have to get to to the point to where we'll see them again. You know, I haven't felt uh, real loss in quite a long time, and so. Uh, Discouraging things like that, you know, uh, being it that I see things, you know, in the world today that are discouraging, very discouraging. And then here you suffer with it too. It's kind of like you know, so you, I suffer with you. You know, the the deal is, it's like a what we have to do is upbuild you. I think you are doing a courageous job at holding on and then still being able to come out and represent too. Um, I think how we work and how things work out for us, like you know me, you, and you know the crew, is that we yeah, uh, yeah. we we help others and during through helping others, we kind of uh, help ourselves get through things. So that's a suggestion to a lot of people. When you're going through something, sometimes it, you know to take the focus off of yourself because that's what we do all the time. I realize that to take the, the focus off of ourselves and we put it on someone else. And we kind of make it through. Uh, some kind of way, by the grace of God, we do make it through. Uh, Brian had something he'd like to share. Oh, yeah. Just going back on what Brother Ty was saying about, you know, there was anger management courses that, you know, most people do want to be free. When we're talking about um, domestic violence and uh, pigeonholing somebody, pretty much, you know, domestic violence, what is that? You know, in a nutshell, hey, you can't go nowhere because my foot is on your neck. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to keep beating you down until you get up. And as long as you stay laying down there and let me have my foot on your neck, I'm going to stay there. But see, the other flip side is if your foot is on somebody's neck, that means you can't move either. Because as soon as you move, then, you know, that gives freedom for the person to break camp. So you got to stand hold, too. So, like you were saying, hey, everybody wants to be free. I think we was all born to be free. You was talking about animals being free. They don't want to be leashed and things of that nature. I think us as humans, still, we want to be able to explore with freedom and justice and safety. You know, exactly. you want to be able to go do things when you want to be able to do them, right? You want to go, hey, I want to go over here and check this out. I want to go over here and check this out. I want to go over here and check that out. That's what most people want, that type of freedom. But unfortunately, we don't have that. <laughs> we are tied and anchored to people. You know, we yeah. are tied and anchored to relatives of some kind. Now, they may be the, uh, violent towards you. You may have a violent 
cousin, a violent brother, sister, you know, uncle, niece, whatever, you know. I mean, that runs the gamut, right? Talking about domestic violence, it don't necessarily have to be sex partners. It could be, you know, somebody that's related to you, I mean, through blood or through marriage or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So as far as touching on what you were saying as being free, man, I think everybody wants that. But can everybody, you know, handle that? You know, because one thing I learned coming up for a while was, hey, I've ran into some people that really enjoy um, succeeding to fail. You know what I'm saying? They would rather succeed to fail because they can't handle responsibility of success. So they'll get to a point where they're about to succeed, but blow it up or find a way for it to be blowed up so they could be back in failure. Because that's where they're comfortable at. Because if they get the success, then they have to live up to it. And that is more pressure than living up to the failure. And you said it right, Brian, you know, um, too comfortable. Never be too comfortable when you're, you know, you got to be comfortable in your own skin. But then again, you know, comfortability is what? What is that definition, you know, you know, when you're comfortable, you know? It's like I'm comfortable right now looking at my TV or I'm I'm comfortable talking to you guys on the radio show, you know. But yet and still, I'm giving my input. I'm giving life-felt emotion. You understand what I'm saying? With that comfortability. You understand what I'm saying? With compassion. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, you know, when it comes down to that freedom that we talk about, being able to have the freedom to express yourself fully, and without, you know, malice, I guess, for lack of better terms, who has that? Who really has that? Who really has that freedom? You know, who out there could just stand on the island and express themselves fully without being tied or angered to somebody else? And maybe that's one of the uh, reasons why domestic violence is such a rampant thing that it's hard to break those chains, you know, the chains that bind people, you know, hey, well, the reason I'm standing here taking this abuse is because my cousin's uncle's brother, sister, promised me something two weeks ago, or whatever, you know, or, you know, we blood, so I ain't, you know, whatever the case is, I'm going to stand here and, and, and take this. Instead of expressing it, you know, and, and breaking those chains. Now, when it's blood, it's a lot. It's a lot tougher. You know, you guys, you know, getting a fist fight with your blood sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You just got to just do that. Yeah. You know, just let them know. Hey, wait. Don't mean I don't love put, you, but then again, I gotta go there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be taking yeah. that. So. But when you talk about like a significant other, then you know you got different emotions there. Those are different emotions. Those that loving, caring, feeling, you know, same thing you got for blood, but it's different, you know, because it's heightened. Because most of the time you're having sex with them, so it's heightened. It's heightened to another level. So, you know, dealing with that and being able to break those chains 
is another level. But once again, hey, we out here in a different society. It's 2012. It's too many uh, programs and benefits for people to really uh, sit in that. Unless, once again, you so broke, you can't move. Also, well, too, back in the day, back in the day, they had excuse me, they had the, uh, a program called um, uh, Mr. Leonard um, that works at the MSC um, Role of Men at the Martin Luther King Park, and it was fixated on men that were going through some similarities of violence, uh, custody, uh, financial, you know, but it was it was just as the women, you know. It was our side of the fence. You understand what I'm saying? And they don't have that over there no more, but it still, he was one of the um, facilitators, um, which now he works at the MSC working with um, homeless prevention. Um, uh, more or less, um, it was also funded by Mr. Um, Councilman Davis, I believe, or Andrew Davis, yeah, Andrew Davis, um, for less choice of words. Um I, I picked up some stuff from that too, you know, and this was back in I would say in the early 2000s, okay. Um, but it was something just fixated on the men, the role of men, you know. What is the role of men, you know? You know, you see your your, your father, you see your grandpa, you see your your you know your uncles and and how they have roles with their wives, and you know nothing's really perfect with their wives or nothing's really perfect with them, but yet and still they. They strive to keep their head up, no matter you know life situation brings them you know you know they they just have to do it and then um sister uh Charlotte Samsey told me um or explained to me that you don't have to feel like you're a victim no more, okay you don't have to use your hands in order to prove a point. You can use your words, your action, without using your hands or your feet, okay? Use your brain, your heart. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 We, I understand. And hey, we can break down a role of man right here, right now. You know, that's fairly simple. Yeah. A role of man, you know, hey, is to explore, protect. And to keep safe haven of what's been ordained, mm-hmm. along with you know his the people that's supposed to be his helpmates, the people and the animals and the trees and so on so forth so forth. If we as to go by the doctrine of the Bible or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There is a pecking order. You know, so you know the role of really man is, your, is really your simple. You hear me say? I really appreciate your advice, Gina's advice, and, and the other brother out there in New, New York, and so on and so forth. I appreciate I pr- appreciate your honesty, and uh, you know, you giving your different perspective perspectives of domestic violence, being that you were a child that was brought up within it. And then on the flip side, that you had endeavored in it as an adult, uh, being the the person who was the you know perpetrator 
of domestic violence. And so uh, with that, uh, I appreciate you uh, for being courageous, you know, to come out and say that. Uh, not too many men will come out and uh, admit their, you know, put their business out in the street and say this is what happened to me. So with that, I thank you for you being here because that just uh, lets other people know that there are people like you out here. Um, and that, uh, you know, from the, you know, and that kind of clears the stigma of what you know people think that, you know, the perpetrators of domestic violence can be or what can lead a person to it. And, and that really there, there are people out here who have been involved in it who just want to get out of it. You know, they don't want to, you know, be, you know, men, you know, you don't feel good about, you know, beating it down, you know. You know, she be wolfing that right. shit, <laughs> but, you know, and Right. Just on the lighthearted part, <laughs> on this lighthearted tip, you know we be talking that good, you know, you know it's sometimes yeah. we push it to it. The case is, you know, you know, but seriously, um, just being on the part and saying, you know, and also to letting women recognize too that men when they come home from work they be dealing with a lot of shit, and also too that we need to, as women, need to kind of pay attention to that, you know, because he might have had it hard out there in the big world out there with the white man and everything. He just got his foot all on his neck and everything. When he come home and shit, you don't want to slam the baby in his head. Like, you got to take care of this house, little nigga. <laughs> or better yet, I, uh, the bill, whatever the bill is doing, <laughs> he's like, nigga, like, these just got canned today. You know, and I made that point too. Man could have got fired today. Can't even know what to say. You know, most of them, you know most of them when they come home and then they got fired. They ain't going to go home and be like, I got fired, honey. You know, you know they going to come in there and they going to try to fill the house and shit. See how it's going. And shit, sit down. Probably had a meal and shit. And, you know, then he going to want to tell you. But then if we come off like, nigga, you better wait to this bill. Nigga, and, you know, I need my nails done. <laughs> and my hair. Oh, nigga, wait, wait, wait. I was supposed to be the beauty supply, and what happened? <laughs> I didn't get my weave. Nigga, what's going on? Nigga, you got to hook it up. What's going on? <laughs> and then, you know, the lifestyle and shit, he like, wait a minute. The white man got his foot on my neck. I've been selling shoes all day around here. I've had to look at my baby because he was on the first side of that domestic violence shit. But I've been selling shoes all day. You're coming in and you're talking that old crazy. I done sold a hundred pair of Nikes today. And you talking that damn shit. The white man had told me I had, I only made uh, X amount of dollars or some shit. I'm mad. I'm pissed. Then on top of that shit, that somebody slipped up my foot on the train. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I can't find my earphones and shit. My one of my damn beats on one side ain't working. I can't hear nothing in the one side of my beats. Nigga, hold up. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I got an appointment to get to right <laughs> I got no car. <laughs> Nigga shit. Mama, I whoop my mama ass. <laughs> mama, you talking shit? Yeah, nigga, I said. Mama about to bust mama up up in here because mama ain't talking about she need a new pair of Nikes and shit. And I just can't make it happen. <laughs> shit. I'm going to have to whoop on somebody's ass. So, I mean, you know, we keep it going on this shit, right? Did you clean it? Did you take this? Did you take out that trash? <laughs> Did you get that trash? Wait a minute, you ain't paying the bills. Or wait a minute, let's check the calendar, nigga. Whatever you've done lately. Whatever you've done for me lately. <laughs> This nigga like, oh, shit. My big, 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 big. Oh, my God. He didn't mean to do it. He just had it. That's what you call, what you can say, crime of passion. <laughs> I can say one thing about society. He's your holiday ass baby. 
<laughs> what did you say? I said the one thing I can say about your son, he loves you and he takes care he, he takes care of his business with you. You know? Yeah, remember, he, uh, you know, I was just using him as, as you know, because he kept at home from selling shoes and shit all day. What he keep it in his baby? Yeah, I done had to deal with all these motherfucking shit. Shit, dealing with shoes and shit. I hear some stories, I'll tell you. Niggas come in and try to play him all the time and shit. You know, he sometimes he got to be the white boy, sometimes he got to be the black nigga. Shit, it all depending on what shoe story working out of. <laughs> be on Crenshaw and Slauson, nigga, he like, what's up, nigga, what? Like, oh, can I get these nice white? He like, shit, he had to get thug with them. Did it the white? Well, let me show you these over here. <laughs> you know, it's all about in the day. So when you come home, make sure your ladies, ladies, be nice and kind. You know, come on now, just you know, hey, when your brother call and say I got something on my mind, just listen for a minute too, because we gotta, because I'm one of them too. I'm like, I ain't trying to hear that shit, nigga. I don't care about your day. <laughs> Y'all have opened my eyes at it. We need to take time to listen to the chores and labors and tribulations that the man society has to deal with out there in the world. It's a big responsibility. It's always someone trying to step on your feet. Yep. And you know, Tina, that goes both ways. So here is my solution to that. Whenever you come home from a hard day work, Instead of talking to each other, just go have a quickie, right? <laughs> just go have a quickie. And then y'all, while y'all, after the quickie, y'all laying there, ain't a care in the world. Everything been released, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can just sit there and say, you know what happened to me today, baby? Oh, what happened to you, baby? Well, the baby... We used the last pamper we ain't had no more. I had to run down to the store. It was 50 cents show. All at the store said he was going to hook me up, but, you know, I don't like that dude. And then when I got back, and, you know, so on and so on and so on. He could say, yeah, you know what, baby? You know what happened to me today? Some, just as I was leaving, they put an extra pile of files on my desk. You know, I want to throw them mugs out the window, but I put them in the trash can instead. <laughs> I'll be fired. Oh, by the way, I got fired. Okay, that's on the light side of things, you guys. Let's check in with the time. It is now 1240 in the a.m. It's August 14th. Like I said before, tomorrow, tonight at 12 midnight, it's going to be my big brother's birthday. Much love to him. And then shout out. Hopefully he'll be out here tomorrow, and we'll bring something real, real uh, sassy to the table. Uh, much uh, thanks. Keep it lighthearted, you know. Hey, come on, you know we all are. You know, uh, what is it? No, what did my ex say today? He said I am. Uh, no, I was. What was I? I was not a, not a. Oh. Uh, flirtatious, but I was vindictive. Yes, he said I was vindictive, he said. Vindictive. We're going to have to talk about that. We, I told him we're going to come with a, a relationship show about that vindictiveness and what is defined as vindictiveness and what is manipulation. And the old use, old nigga spiritual use time and time again potion, lotion, lotion, potion, love potion. Is manipulation and 
how can I twist this my way and make it my birthday? It's my birthday. Go, girl. It's your birthday because you know it's your birthday because you done twisted it around. So we're going to talk about that, too. I'm going to come with a, a relationship, you know, for you men to uh, be able to spread your... And I'm going to let you guys know ahead of time before I do it, so make sure you guys are all out here. The manipulation and what you guys feel about what's going on out here with the ladies today, okay? But well, how are the ladies reacting to you guys? How, how is it going with that dating scene out there, you know? Well, you know, you being manipulated? Somebody tricking you? Or did you get a piece of coochie that you just can't seem to shake? <laughs> I love my nigga. <laughs> I hope you'll be out here time for that show. That what do you call it? Psycho Gucci. The Psycho Girls. We're gonna be bringing to you not just men who be beating you down. We're gonna be bringing to the girls that stalk you from your workplace to your home to your home to your homeboy's house to the basketball court to the basketball court to the movies to the movies from the movies to the drive in. That's gonna bring it. You know you guys are going to be able for that one. Those <laughs> psycho yeah. And also, too, it respects for those psycho guys, too. The ones that you see hiding in your bushes. <laughs> we're not talking about the bush people, the ones that live in the bushes. We're talking about the ones who are hiding in your bushes, outside of your establishment of where you live. And with much love to that. It was a great show tonight. And, uh, uh, yes, indeed. Go, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Todd. I'm quite sure you can. Uh, I don't know if you want to send any shouts out. I thank you for being out here. I thank Brian. Brian, go on and give a shout out to to, to little nephew. Yeah. All right. Hey. <clears throat> shout out to Derek. Shout out to Lisa, Kim, Lucille, Kevin, Mom, I'm Helen, Brenda, Michael, Buddy, Lee Jr. Daryl, Glenn, Romaine, Tracy, Marie, and everybody else I forgot. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. Shout out to everybody, y'all. And, hey, this was a good topic tonight. I mean, this is something that should be discussed in every home, you know, every living room, around every kitchen table. Hey, how do you how how should you be treated? How should you be treated in your relationship? What do you stand for? And Todd, go ahead and take it out. Go ahead and send out your shouts and your your love too. Okay. Um, first off, and first most, I want to give out shout out to the Creator for allowing Genius Group Theory to be on the air and um, establish my opinion and hear some ways that I can change my, you know, two-legged human being way, you know, and and grow. Um, Shouts out there to, you know, all the listeners um, here and there, you know, far and fair, you know, or near, should I say. Um, About it. Thank you again for letting me express my opinion. Well, always, always, that's what the show is here to do. Um, this is going to be, God knows how many shows, you know, I'm downloading them on iTunes. Um, hopefully, I don't know, uh, but I get off I tonight. I think it's show number 21, isn't it? 
Hey, damn, nigga, is it? Well, no, it's, it's a little bit more than that. Because last time I checked, it was like 18. Wow. Well, where are you, Shaggy? <laughs> That's not including the shows that I did with KXYS, huh? No. No. <laughs> no, cut no. no. Yeah, no. You're, you're close to 30 like shows right now. Pretty much. In, in, in uh, no. I don't. I, I don't think. You know what? I don't think I. I, I checked. I don't. I didn't tell Cortez yet, but I checked today. Oh, the, the, how many archives listened today? It blew me up. I was like, oh my god! I just speechless, people. Just speechless. That's how awesome. Job. Thank you very much. Uh, I was supposed to be out there today on the riverbed, but you know I'm gonna check in with them. Cause it was a little discombobulated, and also to the weekend was quite rough for me as well. You know, as I always say, I'm trying to do the do, do the most, do the best I can in it. And, huh? <laughs> well, that was a shout out, yeah. You want to send a shout out to Salima? Pastor Mark. Thank you, Cortez, for participating. I'm going to go ahead and send a shout out there for Salima. That's my little sweetie pie, sweetie cake. My little boopy boop. What's this all? She's Mashuka Cake. Then a shout out to Slima. I know she always representing out here for Cortez's mama. Good looking girl. Much love to you as well. Shout out there as well to uh, Cherokee. Uh, shout out there to Monique who was out there too tonight. All my loves out there. My loved ones out there supporting and giving me much love and depth. Good looking. Uh, I, I, without you guys, that would be nothing. Um, thank you, Todd, for being out here to represent for me as well. Um, like always, just stalking it, nigga. Just keep on stalking. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I like when I when I got to look under the bushes and I got to Todd, you up in that bush yourself. Uh, shit. Well, at least I know now, it's, huh? least I know, look, at least I know it's not, at least I know it's you and not Benjamin or some shit like that. Oh, wow. So, okay. I mean, it would be a lot different. Other stalkers and shit. You know what those stalkers they call them? Regina! You know, uh, much love to them too, you know. All those weary, weary exes, poor things out there. Much love to you guys. Thank you for supporting. So, you know, it takes a lot to have to call into your exes show and then support. Much love to you guys. Uh, you know, but like like Vogue says, <laughs> you know what they top 10 hit of the hit? Say you're never gonna what? Okay, there you go. But uh, this has been a great show anyway. I'm just glad on the slip slide. <laughs> Gotta go there and shit. Say, um, I got much love for you. Uh, no, what is the song? Clarify, got I'm not love? An ex. Oh no, not you. Oh come on, you're yeah, a stalker. I just wanted to clarify that. You know, I'm not, not those. No, you're not one of those ex stalkers. You know, calling in, but it's all good. You know, hell. You know, at least, you know, you guys get to hear the real dear Holy Field and then folks call in and say, you know, pretty much I get down. So it's all good. Much love to all of you guys. I'm going to go ahead and represent and play a little cut because I think we can kind of end this. Uh, we don't know if we'll be doing a domestic women and violence, domestic violence number three. We'll, we'll see. We'll take it from here. We'll see what type of response that we got out here. And uh, I encourage you guys out there who know me on Facebook and Twitter, follow Gina's Group Theory on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I'm going to be starting. I haven't. The past three days I've been on hiatus. 
Don't act like you guys don't know what that is. It's what white people do who got a lot of money and they just say, I've been on hiatus. I've been on hiatus for three days. That means I've been gone. Zip up. Uh, Store up enough energy and all the nuts that a squirrel can muster uh, to be able to bring you this show today. <laughs> <laughs> And looking forward to sharing the rest of the nuts that I have in my cheeks, and I mean the cheeks of my face, <laughs> to be able to bring you a great show. Much love. <laughs> I got love for you. <laughs> I am just doing the most. But anyway, uh, he said, oh, my goodness. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and play a cut. Let's, let's see, Todd. You got any uh any requests out there? Any any uh requests for some uh, tune that I might that I might have that you like that I can go ahead and play? Oh, you can play Anita Baker again, uh, Angel. Oh, she's yeah, tired, yeah, don't you to, think? But that's yeah. Oh, 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 all you, the angels out there. Oh, well, okay. Well, since I played Angel, well, let, let me shoot. Let me see, let me see. I got. Let's see. I got a uh, Forever My Lady. I got. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I got your smile. I got a, let's see, let's see. Switch, I call your name, girl. And then I got a, let's see, let's see, on love tip. I got a, oh, now you know, Can't You See by Notorious B. Then I got Can I Take You Home, girl. Now you just send that shout out. Or All I Need by Mary J. Blige. Or if you want to do a Tupac, your mama, dear mama. Or... Let's see. I don't want to do anything by Mary J. Be without you. Reminisce. Can you play Anita Baker Angel again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck it. You're forced. <laughs> this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you got it. My mom's favorite, too. And, My mom's favorite, too. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and send that shout out to you one more again. And while I play that, I'm going to stump this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> and why I play that one, I'm going to go ahead and stump this nigga out <laughs> for sidewinding, okay? <laughs> Simply because. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You guys have a good day. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and send this shout out. This, this shout out is to Todd. Uh, you're my angel. He's sending this to. Who are you sending this out to? To all the angels out there uh, in the world. All right, that's much love from Todd representing this is Genius Group Theory. It is now twelve fifty three. If that plays out, I'll still send another one out. Much love. This is for you, Todd. Thank you very much. I love you, my brother. All right. Uh-oh.
Uh, just to go ahead and send this show send this show out on the last tip. Uh we're gonna go ahead and uh thank you thank you everybody for coming out and showing your, your love and your support. Much love. I'm gonna go ahead and take it out with my outro because might as well. We got three minutes and count. Much love. Thank you. See you tomorrow night. Same place, same time. Just to survive.